Hey everybody, welcome back to the College Football Uncensored Podcast, brought to you by Texas Pete. Down set, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com, enter pro, promo code Saturday Down South to take 20% off your orders for any sauce or apparel. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, is the host of the show, Chris What? Martin. Are you doing that because you feel sorry for me after the last episode? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, What's going on, man? Oh, so much. Well, you'll have to go to my Instagram for that. Uh, it, you know, just getting ready for game week. Um, from the last episode, everything's gotten better. My life's turned around. Everything's great now. That's good. Um, you know what else is good? <laughs> What's that? The 2022 SEC football schedule. Hold on real quick. I want to talk to you about Texas Pete for a second, because I had a day. Um, I had a day where some stuff happened in my non-professional life and we're not going to get into it, but, it, but I, I was like, you know, what, Chris, when times get tough, you get tougher. And, and if you can't stand the Pete, you stay out of the kitchen. Oh, you said Pete though. Said a Pete. No. Hey, and, uh, <laughs> And then I drove to McDonald's and spent enough to feed a family of three minimum, probably four. What's the highest you ever spent at a, at a, at a fast food chain? Like, let me know right now. Honestly, not much. Like late night drunk. You say not much? God, yeah. Fantastic right now. Look at this. Well, I will say, I will, that does look great. This does um, not look good, but. I will say in college, we had Whataburger and uh, w- there was one night Ooh. there was a, a uh, breakfast taquito eating contest. And um, I did not want to participate, but I, I said I would help pay for said contest to see these so lame. Get ridiculous. So they're fully loaded potatoes bacon oh just the why are you having I mean, that face on when you're saying that sounds well, glorious it, no it's it is glorious but when you eat seven of them in one yeah. sitting it's disgusting but anyways i think that was probably like 50 or 60 bucks for seven taquitos there were i mean there was other people in the contest there was oh, okay was joey chestnut there? drinks obviously no just dudes with dad bods in college um <laughs> I, what's, your, what's I remember, your what's your record oh there so it, it, has, it depends on like what like for me because you know me you know how i how i get sad this is the first time i've ever gone through anything where i haven't eaten my feelings repeatedly it's it's honestly kind of been like a miracle um but i love fast food and like this is like we were talking about this in the pod group the other day because I, like, okay, the McDonald's McDouble is like the best cheeseburger in the world to me. It's, it's so shitty and cheap. It like, I love it. I don't know. I love it. Okay. Um, but like I had, I had, uh, I'm trying to think it, like, I remember, so I remember one time I did this comedy show in at, at college. Like it was like, not when I was in college, but I remember, um, it was at golden golden pantry in Milledgeville, Georgia. And I, I've told the story before I ended up sitting on the, the, what the happens in front. the golden pantry? It doesn't stay in the golden pantry. It gets thrown up on bushes on the walk home. Mm. Um, but like they, they had these like spicy chicken biscuits that were fucking phenomenal. And they also had fried okra, which is like, God, I love fried okra. I, you know? Same. And so I got up, I remember <laughs> they paid me $200 and they were like, dude, but listen, we had to charge you for your drinks. And I had forgotten about how cheap it was to drink at a college town. So my, the whole tab for like three of us was like $63. <laughs> like we drank the whole night. 
Wow. And so I remember sitting up on like the, where the register is with my legs crossed and I'm just throwing money and I'm like, anything you want, it's on me. And that was $58. All right. It was a car insurance payment. Yeah. What makes it better? Texas Pete. Whether it's the original hot sauce, the dust dry seasoning. It's not even that hard. That dust dry. <laughs> Green pepper sauce. Green pepper, sauce. gold pepper. Who gives it? It's all good. If you go out and spend $60 on game day grub, make it taste a little bit better with Texas yeah. Pete. Go to the website, texaspeat.com. Saturday down south is the promo code for 20% off. All right, Chris, 2022 football schedule dropped. I've been going through this today, and there's some fun... Um, Fun little tidbits here. Let's. You just got a murderer's row for Alabama next year. This is going to be. So I've sat here and defended Bama's schedule for so long because it's like, okay, you look at it right now. They're the only team in the country. They're one of four teams in the country that have played two ranked teams in their first three games. They're the only team that's played you know, two Miami's three great. teams away from. Fuck off. They're, like, <laughs> the, they're the only team that's played two of them away from home. Like, yeah. You don't get to say that. You're, you're the fourth no, best team in Florida like, at most. See, the, Chris, this is what we talked about. I'm allowed to have opinions on other schools. Yeah. And and realize that my school is probably worse. <laughs> All no, right. You being, this point. you being very judgmental about others while having zero self-awareness about yourself reminds me of someone else that we're not going to, we're not going to start, but that's just, that's where you're headed, buddy. That's where you're headed. Is that who you want to be? I've got plenty of awareness. Okay. <laughs> so listen, <laughs> what stood out to me first and foremost was I hate when they fucking do this because it takes forever it takes forever. Yeah. Um, Why do they do it so early? Uh, it, it just, it, it, I don't know. I feel like so, it would be such a bigger thing if you drop it in the off season, but whatever. I agree with that. Cause like, it gives you something to look forward to and, and you know, really doesn't matter, but like, here's what jumped out to me the most. Okay. One people are going to fucking raise hell that Bama got Vandy in Tennessee. <laughs> so like, but that's not all. What do you mean? That's not all. Well, you forgot to mention Utah State, UL Monroe, and Austin P. First off, UL Monroe is a fucking powerhouse. They almost beat Kentucky. No, they didn't. They, that was the first game. They beat them. That was Louisiana Kentucky. UL, UL Monroe is one of the worst. That Terry Bowden's the coach. So there you go. You're gonna be happy about that. I hate Terry Bowden. My, <laughs> one of my favorite jokes ever when I was growing up was was that, like old men in Bama used to come in and they'd say, "Hey, what's this?" And they'd put they'd put both hands over their head like a victory, but their head down. I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, Terry Bowden mowing his grass. Like, hail, brother. Anyway, so what stood out to me was people <laughs> yeah, are going right. to lose their minds about Bama. Like, Bama's crossover game every year used to be Vandy and Tennessee, like for decades. Um, it's not anymore, but Tennessee has always been their crossover. And, and I just want to reiterate something. Like, it, nobody was saying this when Tennessee was on this run for more than a decade, like a decade and a half of being a dominant program. You look at the record books, man. Tennessee still has the second most championships in the SEC football history. Um, they still have won a national championship more recently than Georgia, than pretty much every other school besides Bama, Auburn, LSU, and Florida, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a shit schedule. Like, but they do play Texas week too. I want to point that out. The other yeah. thing that's uh, LSU, was, which they may have a new coach. Bama doesn't, the tie don't lose in Baton Rouge. <laughs> uh, and like, and Arkansas listen, is t- interesting, by the way. 
It, well, there is is interesting this year, but the like the other thing I knew I noticed because I'm not trying to like like be a a Bama homer here. I'm trying to I'm trying to say like their schedule is shit next year. But I mean, it happens. Does, did Florida did Florida and Dan Mullen do something to the SEC? Why does he play A and M again? At A and M again? <laughs> Think about that. That's that's so fucked. Like how does how does A and M not travel to Florida? I, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. They just did it last year in the so, COVID year. And they were the only team that was allowed to have like 50,000 boys in, in GI Joe pants swinging back and forth. So Arkansas is cool though. Cincinnati to start the year at home, which is yeah. a pretty intriguing matchup. And then they also go to BYU. Right. Which, you know, oh, BYU is wow. always pretty strong. And then, and then they have Liberty as well. Oh, Arkansas! That's a that's a low key great schedule. Yeah, if you would have made weird. that schedule like ten years ago when they made it, oh man, yeah. whoever did that fucked up. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> but they made that schedule like a decade ago. They were like, "All right, dude, trust me, twenty twenty two, we're golden. Like, we're gonna get Cincinnati. Who gives a shit? We're gonna go to BYU, which we're gonna pretend like they're a tough school, and then we have some school called Liberty. They just started a football program. Like, oh, good." <laughs> Then he freezes there. Um, Auburn's got San Jose State, which is pretty interesting. They're always pretty they're strong. Awful. No, they're not. What? <laughs> Penn State at home, obviously returning the favor there. That, that's a, another good game. Uh, Florida, like you said, they got Utah next year to open the season. That's pretty interesting. interesting. Now, are they are they traveling anywhere outside of Florida for non-con? Um, doesn't look like it now. So this is something I saw brought up the other day, and this is something I've been saying for years and people have given me shit about for I don't know why. Like, like because I know Bama's schedule is not great, and I know a lot of SEC teams play cupcakes early on. But I was not joking when I said this in the beginning of the year that I didn't know there were this many directional Colorado schools before Florida started playing. Because they, they play, like, Northern Colorado. They've played, like, Colorado State. Like, they've, they've played a lot of, like, teams from Colorado. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, who are these these people but yesterday we're recording this on wednesday the 22nd yesterday the 21st was the 30th anniversary of the last time florida played a non-conference opponent outside of the state of florida think about that 30. that's that's 30 years that's insane that's um the georgia oregon game fantastic yeah so there's some good there's some good matchups you know there's some good out of conference matchups. Um, Who's Ole Miss? LSU, that? LSU. I mean, two out of four states not going to be good, but traditionally that would be an awesome game. Sunday night in uh, New Orleans in the Superdome. Oh, we all going to get waxed. Hopefully, Deion Sanders is your coach by then. Mm, hope not. Really, really hope not. Um, yeah, I'm just going through some of these. It's definitely there's definitely some cool matchups. Um, yeah, of course these are all a year away, so we should probably focus on this year. And and one of the f- topics of 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 focus that's been a real complaint from last week is just the SEC refs. Yeah, you know whether well, it was the Memphis game, the Penn State game with Auburn just some real head scratchers. So obviously yeah. the SEC released a statement and I think you had pulled up the statement. Well, they sent it to us directly, which is odd. I, oh, I was like surprised wow. because like we just started well, the company's the getting bigger, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, I think obviously we are making a national splash, 
Um, That's true. With that hotline, of course. And so, so they sent this directly to us and I, you know, I think it's probably a number of reasons why probably because they know that we're like, we're full of integrity and we're also real journalists for one. Right. Um, and that like this show is also uncensored. So it's like, they, they said a few things that I think they couldn't have had. Sankey just got out of pocket there for a bit. Yeah. I don't think big J small D journalists would be able to say these things, but now we are big J energy and we're going to read these right now for you. So this is, this is what it said. <laughs> when the sun goes down. No, that's like, that's neon moon. I got the wrong thing up. That's neon. Moon oh, wait, wait, wait. We're fancy like Applebee's on it. <laughs> okay, let's stop that. Um, by the way, that Brooks and Dunn impression was fucking spot on. Here we go. So it says, on, TikTok's hottest. That's enough. On Saturday, September 18th, it was brought to our attention that many of our loyal and passionate, see, unstable and crazy, fans from around the Southeastern Conference felt unsatisfied. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Stop, stop. Why are you doing this, man? Why are you doing this? You're like me. Did you, did you add that or did Sankey add the unstable crazy part? Because this was an official Whatever. statement. Obviously, I wrote all of this. Can you fucking stop? Uh. So, with the performance of our referees, there has been a growing feeling from our fans that the league officials were not and have not performed the duties of their job to the best of their abilities and or with the best of integrity. It's always the goal of the SEC to be the leader and premier example in everything we do. That being said, we want to address the growing concerns from you, the fan, by providing the following explanation. <clears throat> no shit. Listen, we're sorry, uh, but you know how this works. Unless your name is Alabama, you're fair game. And you will most likely have anywhere from one to three games each season decided by the part-time workers we hired off Craigslist to ref these games. Sorry, we're not sorry. Okay, here's the deal. To be honest, we don't even know what the fuck targeting is. Does anyone? Exactly. Also, Auburn fans, please, please stop calling our offices and blaming the Penn State loss on us. Targeting didn't cost you the game. That play call of letting Bo Nix throw a fade route on fourth and two absolutely did. We would like to say that we're trying our best, okay? We really would. Um, let's say we're trying our best, that we are working on improvements, but we're not. I mean, let's face it. We hired a bunch of unathletic boomers, and they're not getting any younger, okay? And full disclosure, we have a lot on our plate right now. All right, we, we got a little drunk at a conference convention earlier this year, and we invited Texas and Oklahoma to join the damn league. We did it as a joke so they would leave us alone. We had no idea they would actually take us up on it, okay? And you've seen those idiots play football. It's like watching Dan Mullen dance. Like Nobody wants to see it, but for some reason, we keep getting forced into it. Anyways, sorry, we'll figure it out. And remember, what's our motto? Roll to, uh, it, it just means more. So that's... Wow. Straight from the offices right there. That's, that is the, that is the apology letter they should have sent. I love it. Roll tad. But, uh, all right. The slate this week. Don't shit the on best it. Slate. You did it last week. You it's do true. this every week. It's true. And I actually, some of my picks, I think if, if they play out the way I would like them to play out, I think it could be a great week, but yeah. on paper, you know, smaller matchups, but I think there's some really fun games. Let's start, uh, what, Starkville? LSU at Mississippi State, noon on ESPN. Mississippi State plus two and a half over under 56. It's a revenge game, Chris. It's a revenge game. No, I didn't know until this week. I was was talking to Dan, our our producer, and watching that UCLA game, I went back and watched part of it uh, between LSU and UCLA because that's what we do here. We watch tape. And... I didn't realize until literally today, like, like I think I probably did, but it didn't dawn on me t- until today 
that number seven is Derek Stingley. Oh yeah. He, that's the, that's the number that they wear at LSU. If you're like the best on the team, right? He was awful in that game. And, and so I like Eli Ricks, by the way, has been phenomenal. They LSU is saying in the media that they feel that they have solved a lot of their defensive problems. I don't uh-huh. believe them, Chris. I just don't. I mean, they put up a 38 spot to LSU or to UCLA. I'm sorry. And yeah, you feel better because you had a couple wins against McNeese State and Central Michigan. Did you know that Central Michigan flew in the day of the game and left the day of the game? Is that not normal? No, that's not normal. That's not normal at all. <laughs> well, it's a night game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they like do, do that the day before, right? At least a day before. Yeah. Um, so LSU feels like they got on track and they found something offensively last week because uh, they went up tempo. Max Johnson, five touchdowns last week. Um, Mississippi State, they had, you know, a 20 point comeback in week one. Follow that up by beating NC State, feeling good about themselves. And then the crazy thing happened last week at Memphis. They lose. Will Rogers coming off of an SEC record 50 completion game against Memphis. I can't um, get over his, his QB rating in that game. This is fucking mind blowing to me. 50 of 67. That's a season at, at like army. The defense for Mississippi state is allowing just 74 rushing yards per game this year. LSU's Good. ground game. Not great. Uh, 86 Terrible. yards per game. And John Emery is not playing anymore. Um, so he, you, you know why that is right? Yeah, he's uh, isn't he academically ineligible? So that that also sounds really bad, just because the way it's phrased. But it's true. But you know why he's academically ineligible? Yeah, it wasn't the traditional way, but I can't remember what it was. What? It's fucking counselor signed him up for the wrong class. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Now, if you're like, think about this. Like, this is LSU. No, is that is that is it, are we having a counselor taking a fall for this, or what's going on? I don't think we are, but there's no way that counselor is still employed because like, here's the deal. Like I I can tell you this firsthand. Like I, man, I got to read, I got to sign up for new health insurance. I got to get car insurance. I got to do all this different stuff now. Um, that was like, you know, that's like new. I'm a thousand percent going to have to sit down with rich or you or my mom or somebody that's like a better grown up to me to be like, Hey, make sure I don't fuck this up. Cause when I was in college and we had to do this, it was like a panic attack because if like you got to get in early, if you were an athlete, but if you had to get a class that was like, you know, they only had 50 seats in it and you knew it was going to be like, like upper class. And we're trying to get into it at the same time. Like you had to sign on at the right time. Make sure you get, it's like getting tickets. It's like getting on Ticketmaster or some shit. So and it's a lot. Like if you are, like if you're John Emery, you're there to play football. You need to get a, right. a degree as well. But like, there are people that put that in place. Like I will go to class. I will take these tests and stuff like that. But you're, you're the one in charge of trying to like, I mean, make sure that I do this right. And that man, it's tough. So um, it's to me, it's going to be a pass fest because LSU can't run the ball. Um, they can pass it somewhat. I mean, um, they've had some success in explosive chunk plays, but it's mostly been in the passing game. Um, Mississippi state has been pretty good at step stepping, uh, stopping both the run and the pass, but they've been yeah. better uh, at the run. Um, I like Mississippi state to hit some big pass plays in this game. Um, 
And I really think that's going to be the difference. I, I actually think the wrong team's favored in this game. Really? I do. I think LSU's run defense is definitely, at least through the first few games, one of the best in, in stopping big plays, but that's not really Mississippi State's offense, obviously. Their pass defense right. is literally the worst in the country in giving up explosive chunk plays. Which and that's all Mississippi State does. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, and you saw it last year. You saw, I mean, like, yeah. if you think about this, like, th- like last year watching that game, there were so many plays where they hit a big pass play and they were, it didn't seem like they were ever like someone streaking down the sideline. You're going to hit them on a go route by a post, a double move, any of that kind of shit. It was like, hey, here's like a seven yard slant or a seven yard in. We've got enough people going the opposite way, like in this like wave of direction that's like going to like basically be a legal pick play or, or we're just going to depend on them to tackle us, which they couldn't do. And they were gone. I, it wasn't like they were hitting them in these like bombs or anything like that. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't, Mississippi State's offensive sex, oh, sex uh, success rate is uh, top 20 in the country. And so I just think, I don't really believe in a revenge spot here because they lost last year because they were awful on defense and it doesn't seem that much has changed in that regard. So I'm going to go Mississippi state out right here. Uh, 28, 24. I'm going to do something that I do every week and that is make a regretful decision. And this week I'm sure it's going to be more than just this pick, but it's going to start with this pick. Okay. Might be the Taco Bell I get later tonight. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'll have time. Um, I'm taking LSU to win. I do. I do. This, I, this Taco Bell up here in Milton is fucking always packed. I don't get it. We'll talk about some other time. But okay. anyway, it, so LSU, guys, I could obviously did not take my meds today. Um, I'm going to take LSU. I'm going to take LSU, and I think, I think it's, I think they've solved the problems on offense. I think this is a revenge game. I think when you get someone like Ed Orgeron, who's going to get, I mean, he better not make fun of anybody's colored shirts. I'm just saying, like, he's lucky Mississippi State's not wearing an Easter egg color because if they mm-hmm. were, your ass will be doing so. Um, yeah, so I, I think, I think Mississippi State wins or Mississippi State loses. I think it's close at first. But again, we saw it last week. They're two and one, right? They should be what? One and two, yeah. maybe two and one. I don't know. I don't know. Last week kind of sucked. But they have, they've had to go through the ringer like emotionally for three straight weeks. And like, again, guys, I'm telling you firsthand, getting up emotionally again and again and again is fucking tough. <laughs> like, like Mississippi State to get out of bed and, and go up there to Memphis and have to put up the shit they put up with and then still almost win. Yeah. Like they lost by two. I, I just. But it's a home game. A little different. Yeah, if this okay. was on the road. If this was on the road, I would feel awful about Mississippi State. Why? Because oh, by the way, we have tickets to the, the Auburn game on the second. We have tickets on the 50-yard line, 20 rows up. If you want to go, October Claire's going to let you go. And I want, I want the fans to weigh in on this because if Tyler doesn't go, I'm going to give his ticket to somebody else. <laughs> Nikki Sheremy has tickets for us. It's a night game in Death Valley. It's a 730 start. This is next week? This is next week. I was supposed <laughs> to tell you earlier this week, but I've had, oh, I had a tough one. <laughs> All right, let's talk about it later. Okay. So I, here's what I think. I think the LSU is going to come in. And they are they are going to be pissed off from last week. I think I think they got the offense going a little bit a week ago against Central Michigan. Which now listen, Central Michigan's not good, but Central Michigan also we saw them push around Missouri a little bit. We saw them challenge late. Jim McElwain was like nine and, and four, I think, uh, ATS against um, SEC teams since he's been away from Florida. 
I, I think that that Central Michigan win is better than we gave it credit for. I'm going to take LSU on the road. I don't think I just listen, a noon kick in Starkville, Stark Vegas. I mean, those cowbells will be happening, but like, I just, I think at some point you have to weather the fucking storm if you're LSU and you go out there, you make enough plays and you win. And I think Mississippi state, man, like I'm not, this is, if, if they had a week off of win, I'm taking Mississippi state. If, if they had, if they had opened up with Bama scheduled for next year, I'm taking Mississippi state. But they have had to go through so much shit the first three weeks. I just I don't see how they do it for the fourth week. Customers are flying today. All right, I'm not a believer in LSU right now. Kentucky at South Carolina. Well, this is, this is a night game. game. ESPN two. South Carolina five point underdog at home. Over under. You no, know I hate a five half. point underdog. Kentucky undefeated. Although received a pretty big scare last week against Chattanooga, they're three and zero for the first time since 2018. My dog, and I do mean my dog, Wandale Robinson, dog. has opened the season with three straight hundred yard receiving games. Will Levis was a little shaky last game, but ultimately yeah. he's kind of led a resurgence of the Kentucky offense. Um, they've found success in standard downs, downs where you know you could run or pass with Chris Rodriguez. You have to prepare for the run. Um, yeah. And then that opens up the passing game. And you got a better quarterback now. And you got a, a damn good receiver. Um, defensively, yeah, they've been a little shaky on defense. They haven't been normal Kentucky in my mind. Um, you obviously want to get South Carolina into obvious passing situations. Um, Zeb Nolan out for this game. So Luke Doty's in. I don't know how healthy he is. I wasn't able to really tell in the Georgia game just because it was just such a dominating performance by the defense. It was, it's tough to say, but Doty's going to be the starter for the first time this year. Um, right. He was hampered earlier. Um, but Zeb Nolan, I guess, is maybe available, but not really going to probably play. But Doty's coming off the sprained foot. His whole thing is mobility, so I wonder how much that uh, will hurt them here. Um, I've been surprised that they haven't really got much out of the, the run game yet at South Carolina. You know, yeah, we talked so about it, in the early part of the year or in the preview pod, like how much we love their backfield. But here's part of that too, is it like they, they just played Georgia, who's the best defense in the country. I'm, I'm just such a year early on my fucking take about Georgia's team. Um, but like they played a Georgia team that's a year early for sure. I mean, so I'm sorry. That's like the best defense in the country for sure. You're not going to run on them. And South Carolina's offensive line is bad. I mean, like bad, bad. So I, it yeah. makes sense to me. And, and also, you know, they really haven't done a good job of like, like Kevin Harris came into the season a little bit hampered by injury. You go into the second game and you have, you have um, Juju, what's his name? Uh, oh, no. I'm going to let you know. <laughs> Such a ever. Juju on that beat is one of the worst crimes in American history. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, they, they, they had, and I, I'm sorry for getting the, the freshman's name, South Carolina fans. But he kind of carried them, uh, you know, through that fourth quarter, and with good reason. You give him that, you give him the ball, right? He has like a huge kickoff return for sixty-three yards. He has twelve carries for seventy-one yards in the game, and he did a lot of damage in the fourth. But Zakonji right was the guy in week one. Kevin Harris, the guy in twenty twenty. Juju on that beat was the guy in in week two. Last week he didn't have anybody because of besides Josh Mann, who's been fantastic all season. Yeah. Um, I, I just like it's like they haven't settled on anybody. They've kind of treated the running back position almost like the quarterback position, which has been like, 
I know Zeb Nolan started for the most part, and there's reasons behind it. Like I trust Shane Beamer. I'm not saying he's doing the wrong thing at all by what by the way he's handling this. But you haven't had that much consistency. And when you also don't have good line play, I just, you know, this is a Kentucky team that week one, they had 14 tackles for loss and six sacks. And I know that's losing Monroe, but like, I just, Kentucky has beaten them six out of the last seven years. I love what Beamer said this week in his press conference. (laughs) He's like, I don't know how big he is, but he seems like he's like, seems like he's kind of like a, like a a littler person. Like he's like probably five, nine or five, 10. And like skinny, right? Like he seems like the best dad in the neighborhood. That, that's exactly right, like right. he's the cool guy that's like young, but still has his shit together. And he's like, you know, obviously he, he's like sells sells boats. I don't, uh, what? <laughs> he sells, sells boats. Boat. Yeah, he, he, he probably doesn't yeah, have a cool job. He probably doesn't have the cool job of the neighborhood. I got, I got he's, a, he's, I got an angler twenty foot right here. Seven to five Johnson, electric <laughs> choke. Come on, <laughs> one hand. Um, we're singing all country songs today. This has been good, man. This ADD has, has been flowing. So the F words, but still, I've, I've enjoyed this. I've been impressed um, with South Carolina on defense, by the way. I mean, they've, yeah. they've been good at limiting the big plays. I mean, obviously, Georgia is a different animal, but, yeah. um, you know, when they're when the, the opponent gets in there inside the 40-yard line on their side of the field, they've been good at limiting scoring opportunities. And so um, this game's been interesting, though, over time. Kentucky's 7-1 and one against the spread in their last eight against South Carolina, but this is what doesn't make sense to me. They're two and eight straight up in their last 10 games playing on the road against South Carolina. Yeah. How those two statistics pair up. I don't know. The total has gone under in five of the last six matchups um, for these two teams. And the total has also gone under in four of South Carolina's last five home games, low scoring game. I think defenses um, show out in this one. I do think Kentucky will win, but I think South Carolina will cover. 2420. Okay, I don't I don't I don't mind that. You know I hate a five point spread so much. Yeah. Um this is tough. This is tough. I'm gonna take and, and like I feel like I've done this every year where I've like I've sat here and, and been like, okay, but this is like for real. Kentucky's not that good. South Carolina's gonna win. I am I am officially going to say for the first time in like however many years. I think I think Carolina, I love what they're doing. Okay. I, I love what they're doing. I love I love what they're doing. Um, uh, you have to give me a minute here. Um, okay. Well, over for a second. Um, I guess you love what Kentucky's doing, and um, I guess you're going to pick them on the road. In yeah, I am. South Carolina at night. Um, I'm going to go ahead and move over to Tennessee at number 11, Florida. This is also a night game in the swamp. Florida, 19.5 point favorite, over under 63. Tennessee has only beaten Florida once since 2005 and they haven't won in Gainesville since 2003. And a fun fact, I was actually in Knoxville during that weekend while they were in Gainesville. I was a senior in high school. My first time in a bar. It was awesome. Um, this used to be a great rivalry game. Um, but uh, I don't know. Florida, Florida has obviously been the much better team over the last decade plus um they haven't been favored by this much over tennessee since 2009 which i thought was crazy uh, considering where the two programs have been um tennessee found something in hidden hooker i believe at quarterback I, I i was a big proponent that joe milton was not the answer um he, he went out with injury in the pit game hinden hooker came in did pretty well 
was efficient last week. Granted, they played Tennessee Tech, but 17 to 25, 199 yards, three touchdowns, 64 yards rushing, another touchdown. Um, Hypo hasn't come out and said he's the starter officially, but um, and I think Milton's actually practicing this week, but but I would think that Hooker would be the starter for this game. Um, Hypo's just done a good job to me with the offense of making sure they stay ahead of the chains. Um, they're top 15 in the country and just not having the, 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 the run stuff behind the line. Um, so they've been a, a, a pretty good running team and conversely too. Um, and the kid, I like the kid at running back that came in from Hutchinson uh, community college in Kansas Evans. Um, mm-hmm. he's leading the team in rushing yards per carries and attempts despite missing the pet game. So, um, same community college that Cordero Patterson and Alvin Kamara were at before they went to Tennessee. So what's been interesting to me though, is as good as they've been running the ball, they're a really good defense at stopping the run right now. Mm-hmm. It's early, but um, they're 11th in defensive um, rush success rate. So they're very good at stopping the ball. Almost top 10 in the country. Florida to me looked really good outside of the first quarter. Um, I yeah. thought they looked more physical for a lot of that game against Bama. Um, they ran for 245 yards on the ground. Um, almost came back and won that game. I was shocked that they looked like they had control of both lines of scrimmage. Dan Mullen's just, I don't know, man. He's just incredible. Like Emory Jones to me, you like we said before the game, I said, I loved Bama to cover if Emory Jones started and played the whole game. Um, and he did, and they somehow got around him, not really passing the ball very well, throwing picks and still almost won. Um, Anthony Richardson might be back for this week. I worry about the spot for Florida here. Yeah. I mean, obviously they put a lot into that game, which you have to, when you play Bama and I mean, it helps that it's a night game, but I just think that I think Tennessee could, it might be a backdoor cover, but I think they're going to cover the spread. Um, something like 38, 23. I think both teams come out, try to establish the run. Uh, Florida clearly has more talent than Tennessee. I don't think they'll ever threaten to win the game, but I could see them like something like a backdoor cover 38, 23. I think because both teams want to run so much that you'll see the under hit, but yeah, I um, see that. Any pick there? So, sorry guys. Um, just got a, a weird email. Just trying to make sure everything was uh, up to, up to snuff. So I would take, I'm going to take Florida. I think, I think honestly last week was a tough, like tough loss. Cause you should have won that game. Right. Um, it, like, Basically, I, I, I don't think that it'll be something where they'll have a tough time getting back up for. Um, and it like it's been it's been since 2003 since uh, since what do you call it? That, that Tennessee, Tennessee was able to beat Florida in Gainesville, which is crazy. And I think I think Tennessee will get up for it. And, and for whatever reason, they've had no trouble getting up for this game. Like, like I joked around this earlier on TV. I was saying how this game should be played in like a fucking skating rink, like in it with like with like those giant oversized like Jinko jeans and like those like shirts with like the, the Looney Tunes characters on where they're like bad, 
and it's like a it's like a Tasmanian devil with like a backwards hat or some shit. You know, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta cut <laughs> the sleeves off. <laughs> you gotta cut the sleeves off. But like, and I say that because like, like none of this shit they've been been relevant. This 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 thing hasn't been relevant since um, since two or since like the '90s. So just like those things, um, I will say that I think I don't know, man. I like I, I think Tennessee is gonna come in very motivated. But this is a team that also hasn't played away from home. It's Josh Heupel's first chance to get on the road. Um, I, I just I don't see it going well for them. And I think I think Mullen does a really good job of getting up for games like this. I was talking to a Florida fan earlier this year, and I can't remember if it was Cav Harris or if it was, it was Casey Hanson or, or whoever it was, but they were saying like this might be a team that, that consistently plays up and down to their opponents, right? Like like they might be they might yeah. Are you checking my text right now? Um, mm-hmm. So it, they, they consistently play up and down to their opponents. And I think this is a situation where even though this is a, a team that might, that, you know, you would play down to, they're going to play up to a rival. This is a rivalry game and it means a lot. I think, I think it means a lot. And I think they, they come back off of last week's win. I think they win emphatically and they cover the spread. Oh, nice. Um, I want to cover A&M and Arkansas last. So quickly, do you have any thoughts on um, Notre Dame, Wisconsin? It's the only um, other ranked match, uh, matchup. Um, <laughs> I know you're going to be, I know you're going to be real into the Notre Dame, Wisconsin game. I'm all, I mean, it should be a good game, right? Like I, I'm, I'm surprised that the line is so crazy. Wisconsin's a yeah. six and a half point favorite and they're playing it at Wrigley field, right? Uh, soldier field. Like no limit soldier, like yeah. soldier boy field. Yeah. You. Okay. I'm going to take, I, <laughs> I just, just because this is, just because the way this year has gone for me, I'll just say Notre Dame wins. And I bet you they win by like fucking 30 at this point. Now <laughs> everything's gone. So, oh, man. I will, um, I don't know, man. It's I, like Wisconsin is, I, I kind of feel like they're at this place where I, I've, I really don't like Wisconsin that much because they, they seem like a lovable, they're like, they're like the Northern LSU. Okay. Like there's, they're always somewhat in it. They're not always challenging for a, um, for like a title necessarily, but they always seem like there's someone in it. They're always winning eight, like eight games minimum. And, and like the fans, you gotta love the fans. The atmosphere looks fantastic. Like they are Northern LSU. It's a fantastic comp. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just tired of, of us giving them so much credit. Like you look at last year, man, last year they played two games and then they had lost two games against, against like decent competition and and they were favored um they were still they were still like one of the four teams favored to get to the uh college football playoff which makes no sense to me i just feel like we give them way too much credit i'm gonna take notre dame to win outright love it yeah i'm gonna take the under <laughs> i was gonna take notre dame to okay. cover um but yeah, it's weird that Wisconsin already had a buy, by the way. Um, yeah. All right. Number seven, Texas A&M. This is the big one of the weekend versus number 16, Arkansas. 330 CBS game. This one is in Dallas, Jerry World. Texas A&M currently a five-point favorite over under 47 and a half. This is the 10th meeting between the two teams since A&M's joined the SEC. A&M 9-0. Right. Um, so... Haven't exactly had the 
best of luck there for Arkansas. But Arkansas last week, I was very impressed with them. Thought it was a dead spot for them. They put up 633 total yards against Georgia Southern, which was the eighth most in program history in a game. Um, they're one of five teams in the country to total 240 or more rushing yards in every game this season. Um, I'm not surprised they can run the ball and their offensive line is, is really good. Sam Pittman yeah. is the coach. They do run the ball 65% of the time. So they like to be hard nosed. What's been impressive for Arkansas is their defense. Um, they're 14th in the country in defensive success rate, top 30 right. in um, allowing uh, explosive plays. And they've just, they're, they're just good at defense. Bottom line. Um, they, they play sound. I've been very impressed. Texas A&M we've discussed, uh, hasn't looked great this year. I mean, they obviously went in thinking Haynes King was going to be the guy. He went down. Yeah. Uh, Zach Calzada has looked average, I would say. You I brought mean, up a good point with that, man. Like, it's like you can't have Jimbo saying all this shit about how he, the, you're in a heated, heated, read that text. They're in a heated, like back and forth battle that's, it's, it's lasting through all of camp, which means it lasted in spring, in summer, all that shit. And then now this is your guy. So it shouldn't be that much of a drop off. Right. Um, against Colorado, when he, he came in, the team had a 27% success rate on standard downs. So not great. Um, last week they played New Mexico. They're one of the worst teams in the country. So I don't know how much you can learn uh, from that performance. Um, yeah. They just, especially in the passing game, they haven't been explosive. And, and really, they haven't right. really got got the ground game going either. Like, I think they can. Defensively, they're going to be top five in the country right now. Um, yeah. They don't allow big plays. They, they're they top 10 in success rate. Um, you can't pass on them. And right. I don't know that Arkansas really has a great passing game anyways. So, the, the matchup's going to be fascinating. Um Arkansas is three and zero against the spread against A and M in the last three. Um, they're also three and zero. Ten and three or eleven and three, like as a head coach, the best in the SEC. Yeah, twelve and three ATS in the last fifteen games. Three and zero against the spread this season alone. Texas A and M's four and eight against the spread in its last twelve versus Arkansas. The under is four and one in their last five games. The last three games in the series have been decided by eleven points, four points, and seven points. Yeah. So it's been What's the close. under here. What did you say the over under was? Uh, 47 and a half. You could probably set it to like fucking 12 and I'd probably take it. Yeah. I, I think this game is going to come down to who has the better run game on the day. I like look Texas A&M's defensive line is really good. I also really like Arkansas's offensive line. I don't know that I love A&M's offensive line and I like Arkansas's right. defense. So I think Arkansas, not only that, they're also better tested at this point. And now you, t you had a test quote unquote against Colorado because you had to come back and win at the last minute, but on the road, Colorado got absolutely pasted last week by Minnesota. Things like 30 to nothing. Um, pasted. What does that mean? Pasted. You never heard that. I want to get chocolatey pasted. Um, I just think they've shown the Arkansas shown the ability to perform in a, in a, a big moment in a big atmosphere, like the Texas game. It's the neutral site game. And even though it's in Texas, you're going to get a lot of Razorback fans there. I think both defenses come to play with the X factor here. KJ Jefferson's legs. Right. I like the game to go under like you. 
but not only do I like Arkansas to cover, I think they win out, right? I think Arkansas wins spread. this game. Yeah. 24-20. Arkansas. Woo pig suey. Let's go. All right, here's the deal. All right. I, I love Arkansas's fans. I really oh, don't do. do. I it love don't I do love it Sam them. Pittman so much. Okay. They have, they have, that dog is ugly. This is, I'm going to slur my words and I'm going to be Lee Corso in here for a second. Um, guys, we got to do something about Lee Corso for real. That's just, we'll get that to another time. But like, um, I love Arkansas fans. I love the atmosphere we get to see Razorback country for that Texas game. This has been so much fun watching Sam Pittman. And you got to think about it too, like this, Tyler. Think about how much fun you are having if you're an Arkansas fan this year. You have, you go to the Elite Eight in basketball with Eric Musselman, right? Like, and you, and you like, you have a, a fantastic year. Then you get to go, you have the number one team in baseball. And I know it ends horribly, but you have the number one team, you have the Golden Spikes winner. It's like, like you, you have this incredible electric atmosphere. And now you go into football season, which is like the time of year where it's like, oh boy, what happens next? You bring in Texas, who's ranked in the top 15, into your fucking house. And you, as Tyler would put it, pace them. Okay. Like, can't believe you've never heard you someone go, say that, by the way. I've never heard that in my life. Um, and now you go on the road and you're playing a team that's you should be playing it at home, but you're on you're in a neutral site game in a game that's always seemingly close, right? It's always close. And and they're ranked in the top 10, you're ranked in the top 15. I love what Arkansas has been able to do. But I'm not I'm not too old to remember or to forget that Barry Odom, as much as we love to we we did the same shit with him last year. We did the same shit with him last year. It's like, like people on the, like, you know, certain people on the old podcast I was on would, would say, Barry Odom did such an incredible job. And it's like, okay, well, let's let it play out. And you get to the end of the year and it's like, well, Barry Odom gave up 35 fucking points a game for the fourth year in a row at, at Arkansas. It's the it's fourth year in a row they've done it. They were ranked in the bottom 100 or bottom 20 um, and, and 100th or worse in the country in all of these categories. It's early in the season. They've played Texas, they've played Rice, and they've played Georgia Southern. Mm-hmm. they're going to go on the road and play a legitimate top 10 team. And the offense has been shit, but you still have an ice Smith. You still have, um, what, who am I forgetting? You, like, like you, now you have, you have Isaiah Spiller, you have um, demon on the outside who had the, you know, a hundred yard game yesterday is even as a freshman. Like I, I think it's going to click at some point, I think for A&M, but one thing that's like offensively, one thing that's already clicked is the defense. You're not scoring on that defense. I don't think Arkansas puts up 14 points in this game. Like, like I, I don't think I, – I think this is like a 17 to 9. Like, I, I, I just – I don't trust Arkansas's defense. I don't trust KJ Jefferson for that long to be able to put up points and, and like, and, and move on this defense. This defense has been lights out since going back to last season, okay? You have maybe the best defensive player in the league with DeMarvin Leal – I just, I think Arkansas, they're, I love, I love their fans and I hate to even say this because like, I really, really do truly enjoy like the success they're having. Like, it's been awesome to see. It's been awesome to see, but I think they're in for a rude awakening over the next four games of, of the, the teams they have to play. And I hate that. And I, you know, maybe it doesn't happen and I, I'll love to be wrong, but like, I think A&M wins. I think they win by double digits. Ooh. All right. Big disagreement there. We'll see what happens. Um, remember guys, while you're watching these games, after the games, give us a call on the hotline, 424-430-0045. Let's keep it about the games. Let's not make it personal. And let's have a good time watching these games. 
have a cocktail, call in, hey, let us know how you feel. Real quick, real quick, because um, we're not allowed to talk about that incident um, anymore, but I just want to say everyone that reached out to me personally uh, and backed me up on that, thank you. I appreciated that. Some people need to hear that, and so I, I really appreciate that. So there you go. All righty. Well, this has been another episode of Cultural Ball Uncensored. Remember, call us on the hotline, 424-430-0045. For Chris, I'm Tyler. Enjoy the games this weekend. We will talk to you on Monday.